What's up everyone and welcome to episode 73 of the Justin Insight Podcast where I, Tim Birkbeck, talk to people in the world of alternative music and find out what makes them tick. Uh, first and foremost, a massive thank you to everyone who checked out and listened to the Flufffest review uh, episode last week. Um, and thanks again to everyone who was involved in it and taking part. Really appreciate it. Um, the feedback was really cool. Uh, and everyone who seemed to, to share it and listen to it who was involved seemed to, to enjoy it as well, which is always an added bonus. Um, I was a bit rushed in getting the last episode out because uh, I wanted to sort of get it out sort of in time for the festival still being relevant I guess is the is the best way to say it, even though it's still very much relevant I'm still reeling from it I'm still missing not being there but um I didn't get to talk about a lot of the things that we did before and after so uh, we kind of bookended the trip in Prague uh, so we were in Prague for a couple of days before the festival and then in Prague a couple of days after the festival um went saw some really nice places saw a nice cathedral went to an alchemy museum which was was pretty rad went on a pedalo uh, my friend sean was reading haikus off the back of the pedalo which was a sight to behold if i, I think the the video somewhere on on the internet which was brilliant um but i wanted to talk about the the afterfluff show where uh loma prietra headlined uh the show but i was blown away by one of the support bands who were called melissa barhart um i hope i'm saying that right anyway um they're a screamo band from croatia but they were absolutely awesome so i just wanted to kind of give them a a shout out and and a recommendation i guess so if you're into your kind of emotive screamo go check them out um i'll put a a link in the in the description as well if, if people are so that way inclined um on the last day before we came back it was also my friend gabby who was featured in last week's episode it was her 30th birthday so as you do for your mate's 30th uh, we went to a sex museum um which was just hilarious going around looking at all these old uh sex toys and sex machines and things uh one of which was literally a remote control tank which had a dildo shoved onto it and it was called a fucking tank which had me floored it was absolutely brilliant um so yeah that that was kind of our my little trip away um just also for the super aware of you you probably have noticed that we have a new intro song um i thought i'd give give it a bit of an update something that's a bit more fitting for for the show like as much sure i appreciated the ohn track that we've used for the last over a year now um thought it needed something a bit different so the new song that you heard at the top of the show is called honesty uh it's by the band fossa um which again is my brother so i am very much taking his musical talents uh for my for my own benefit um but it's also the one of the guitarists from my band the divorcee his his other project um they haven't really done anything in a while because their drummer i believe is off in australia i could be wrong um but again i will put a bandcamp link in the bio to check out the whole song and the rest of the ep which again if you're into your emotive screamo go check it out um right let's get into this week's guest uh and it is the third part of our um recordings from 2000 trees uh this week i am joined by brighton three piece uh sick joy right firstly i need to apologize because for the first couple of minutes i get uh drummer and bassist danny and martin the wrong way around so I'm calling them by the other one's names and I look like a complete idiot. So massive apology 
for right off the bat for that one. Uh, secondly, as I was recording this, um, it started raining for the only time during the festival. So all of a sudden the media tent got super busy as everyone was trying to cram inside it. So it gets really noisy. Uh, there's a lot of people sort of moving around me. So the sound quality is not the best sound wise, I'm afraid. I've tried my best to kind of tweak it. Um, but yeah, there's there's a part sort of halfway through where it just gets super, super loud. I've tried to sort of get the microphone as close to, to the guys as possible to get their responses, but we were kind of sat in a weird horseshoe and yeah so i do apologize if this one isn't our greatest but i thought i'd put it out anyway because it's still a really great chat that i have with the guys um we talk about them moving down for from newcastle to to brighton uh we talk about why the brighton scene is just thriving right now especially for kind of punk grunge sort of music um and we talk about their influences outside of grunge that people may not necessarily have thought of when you listen to to sick joy um so yeah please sit back enjoy my chat with sick joy and i'll see you on the other side joined currently by two-thirds of sick joy uh danny and martin at 2000 trees uh about an hour or so after your guys set how how was the experience for you guys um Fucking amazing, man. Yeah. Uh, we've been talking about this festival a lot, uh, and it just seems like a really nice community. Um, everybody's sound. Yeah. And the, the tent packed out at 12 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. What the hell? Like, that's, that's mad. You know? It seems to be one of those festivals that's kind of, I don't know, a lot of bands kind of start their kind of festival journey up there. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Oh, hello. Sorry, I'm late. That's hello. all right. Michael? Michael, that's Mike, me. Michael's joined me as well. Um, just talking about your your 2000 trees experience how did you find it it was a lot of fun man yeah real busy right now what the fuck <laughs> yeah. oh, you know you can swear you nice one. fuck and shit <laughs> just saying that kind of like 2000 trees feels like the, the festival the bands sort of play when they're kind of looking to sort of get that next step up so did, did you feel that was the case for you guys i fucking hope so man yeah i'm scared <laughs> that'd be nice cool charles be a fine thing and as I mentioned to Martin and Danny before you came up, the show's called Just an Insight, so it's uh, looking to you guys as what sort of gets you your ticket, basically. So um, what I like to do is kind of ask you guys what got you into alternative music in the first place. So if I if I go around in a circle, so Michael, if I start with you, what, what got you into alternative music? Uh, all records, man. Like, yeah, anything in particular? Um, I just in a previous interview I said my first record was ZZ Top oh, but nice. then I found, <laughs> found a Nirvana single in a charity shop for 50 pence oh wow and that was like that was that the was thing the that was the moment. one man yeah I know it's cliche because no, we're no, a three piece no. grunge band but whatever <laughs> Danny yourself? Uh, probably from, from uh, skateboarding as a kid oh, okay. as a kid because a lot of that kind of goes hand in hand yeah, yeah. Um, and I think I'd, that's how I started discovering music when I was like eight. Was it Tony Hawk's Pro Skater? No, not at all. No, not at all. Man. Just skate yes, vids, like you know, all those sorts of stuff. And then kind of like the ball kind of started rolling with that. Yeah. Uh, and then I just sort of like basically started focusing on music. Yeah. That was it. Yourself? Uh, probably my dad. Um, he used to play a lot of Cream. Oh, nice. Um, sunshine of your love, man. Uh, but I didn't really get into music until I was about 14. Okay. It was like it was like a really random thing. Um, but my first kind of like alternative uh, song that I loved was probably Anti Nowhere League. So what? Oh wow! Okay. Which is an outrageous. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's quite like, old, It's just weird. <laughs> yeah. 
So in terms of you guys actually playing music, when did you first sort of pick up your, your instruments and sort of start discovering live music yourself? I'll, I'll go in reverse order, so mine yourself. Um, mine was... <laughs> Mine was really weird. Mine was a talent show. Oh wow! Yeah, right. when I was 14 years old. Uh, no, but I, <laughs> but I did get a lot of respect for singing uh, "So What" by Andy Noeli at go. school. It's all, it's all pinned on that song. Yeah, so. uh, and then somebody dropped out randomly and a drummer, and I just I sat and I played drums. I've done drums, guitar, vocals, and I landed on bass last. But however, by far my most favorite favorite <laughs> instrument of all time. Yeah. Was it? Is it just a kind of? What sort of made you land on that? Was it just that it felt more comfortable? I don't know what it is about bass, but I think I, I guess for me it's more about the feeling of it. Okay. I like I like a lot of like jazz, and funk, right. and like blues and stuff like that. So for me, like rhythm is, is a big thing, and it's yeah, kind of yeah. something I get a kick off. Yeah. Uh, I never wanted to be a frontman because it's too much in the limelight, and I never wanted to be a drummer <laughs> because it's too out of the limelight. So okay. you know what I mean. So you're, you're landing the, right you're the in the middle. Medium, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, as as you just said, you're out of the limelight, Danny. What made you go to drums? Uh, uh, mine is Martin. Oh, Martin. Sorry. That's right, sorry. Um, mate, sorry. I don't know. I think um, I've never questioned it. Yeah. It's just always something that just like felt natural, and that's all I've ever been doing since. Well, I got a drum kit on my 13th birthday. Okay. I was playing a bit before then, but. Um, yeah, man, I've never questioned it. It just feels like who I am. Yeah. That's it. Like, it's my identity. It's about it. Yeah, I don't really have any, like, anything no, else. No, no, like, cool. obviously, like, I like, there's other instruments that I sort of play around on, and, like, yeah, you know, yeah, a lot of, yeah, just a, I'm a music fan, like, I love yeah. music, but personally, like, yeah, I want to hit things. Yeah. Um, what call yourself? What call you to being guitar, vocals? Uh, there, was, there was always a lot of Beatles played in the house when I was a kid. Uh, I remember listening to paperback right now was like a weird like memory that's locked in my brain in the car <laughs> on some weird family holiday um, and I remember going to a fuck's sake I remember going to a punk slash ska show which is okay. ironic because ska is shit <laughs> but uh, I went to that and like it was bef like I was probably about 15 and you could still smoke inside yeah, yeah. people were like having a good time and I thought yeah I'm gonna do I'm gonna do that and do that. So in terms of you three getting together, when did you first meet and sort of the early early stages of Sick Boy? I've um, been here, I've been here for two months, mate. Oh okay. So yeah. That's my story. <laughs> me and Very Danny, short lived. Me and Danny met like four and a bit years ago on the just circuit in Newcastle. Yeah. I saw him and I thought, fuck me, what a handsome man. <laughs> <laughs> He's fucking mine. Uh, so I'm taking him home. So I took him, yeah. yeah and then we went down to Brighton. I saw Martin. I thought, ooh, I'll have a bit of that. He's another one. Take him home. He's a barista as well, which is kind of handy. I've got a cocktail and a barista. That's true, true. I'm a mixologist. He's a barista. Yeah, oh, there you go. And I know where this lies. I know where you got us. I just like drinks, man. <laughs> Coffee in the morning from Martin, drinks at the actually, desk from Danny. That's true, actually. Yeah. You so you got waited on handle first, basically. Yeah, I just I cook the food. Uh, there you go, it works nicely though. Yeah, I'm done, but <laughs> I could. I was going to say, I'm yet to, I'm, I'm waiting for this. So, obviously you guys, you two from, from Newcastle, so uh, what was the, the scene like there? Like, early stages, were, were you sort of getting into to the groove there before you moved down to Brighton? What, was, it was there much yeah, of a scene up there? Yeah, it's, it's just a really different, I imagine every city is really different. Yeah. Um, it was killer, like I've said, I love, I love Newcastle, but like we were doing shows in London a lot and it was okay. it was a long long yeah, drive yeah, 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 yeah. so and we had some friends from Brighton that were always speaking highly of it and we thought we might might go down there and see what so we got yeah. in the van and lived in the van oh wow so how long 
a while, <laughs> longer than should have been. So how long have you been a Brighton band then? Two years. Two years. Yes. Not in a band. <laughs> you got a house now. Do you have homes now? Well, I was going to say, say you've got a job, so I'd hope so. So, in terms of kind of moving to Brighton, did you kind of find that there was a difference from from the audiences that you were getting, the change of how you guys were playing? Like, what what was that moment of sort? Of, I don't I don't want to say clarity, but was there a moment that you thought, right, this is where we belong, kind of thing? It was it was a weird one, um, and I'm not shunning any any city or anything like that, but. The difference between Brighton, or what we found in Brighton, was that people wanted to come out to any show. Yeah. Uh, and it was really like, it was, it's a little bit like this festival, it was just a, kind of a community. People are like, everybody knows everybody. Uh, and we would find that we would play a show and we'd still, well, realistically, we're still nobodies. Yeah. But yeah. people were still turning up, people were still coming, and they were, they, they were just, it was just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And, um, everyone's kind of on the same page. Yeah. 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 And it's just, it's just, yeah, it feels like a, a sense of community, which is really important. And I think, touching on that, because I know quite a few <coughs> bands in, in Brighton, sort of more on the, the sort of punk end of the, yeah. the spectrum, but you've got bands like yourselves, like Gender Roles, yeah. um, Orchards, that yeah. are kind of all coming out of Brighton at the moment. So yeah. why do you feel that, I don't know, Brighton just seems like the place to I be? I think with it is though, like, usually, like, in the past like see like people move together so like if there's a group of people that have similar interests and like someone's doing something you all just up together yeah like, that's yeah. Just how it works like i think you know so you, you share like, you share opportunities like I was gonna share, say, so because one's sort of being elevated all yeah the of course and then like you're, you're friends with those guys or like vice versa yeah, it's just yeah. how it works it's just nice but like, like just for example we're a completely different band orchards but i used to drive them the gigs oh okay <laughs> there you go so like yeah, everybody kind of knows everybody. Ties yeah, back yeah. into that, and then we all go from there. Yeah. We all help each other out as well. And it's not clicky. No, like, no, no, sometimes no. when there's like a, a weird scene, people are a bit like, oh, you're not, you're not, you're not fucking cool, man. You're like not cool. It, like yeah. it, it can be though. Like anything can be if you let it be that way. But like you know, it's it's fucking good, man. It's just a town full of artists that yeah, like, yeah. appreciate art, appreciate music. So they like going to shows. You know. And in terms of what you guys each sort of. I don't know, bring bring to the place for for sick joy. Obviously, Michael, you obviously mentioned the Nirvana sort of influences. But are there any particular sort of I, I guess left field influences that you all have that kind of form what sick boy have? Because I think the general thing would be that Nirvana link to, to what you sound like. But I think, I would you say there's anything different that people may not necessarily expect? I. I, I Danny doesn't even like Nirvana, man. Like, <laughs> it's, it's, I think it's just the, the easiest thing to go to yeah, as a three-piece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not. That's not anything towards you. No, no, I'm no. just saying I think the, the general thing is like three-piece, he doesn't sing like a choir boy, therefore they are Nirvana. Yeah, yeah. It's like, fuck that, man. It's an, e- it's an easy uh, It's an easy, it's jump, an easy comparison. Yeah, easy. But as I say, like, influences, like, if I yeah. go to you then, Danny, if, yeah, yeah, is yeah. there any sort of, because you mentioned jazz earlier, is there anything that you say would, people may not necessarily think that is an influence for you when they listen to Sick Joy. Probably, um, I've re- <laughs> stop it Michael. <laughs> um, it's really weird, I kind of got into like, not, 
Probably house music, man. I love, I love, I like 90s house music, not gonna lie. Groove Armada, Fatboy Slim, like, literally, like, all that stuff I love. But they're all commercial pumping. Actually, as well, my favourite artist now is actually, uh, called Abra. Yeah, it's dark wave pop, man. It's just banging. Really, really just fucking solid tunes. Don't necessarily, like, I'm not, like, attached to a genre particularly, but, like, if I had to choose, like, Psych. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'd love early Floyd. And etc. 13 floor elevators, that kind of shit, you know. Like, to be in a band, a lot of people are like, oh, he's gonna, like, you know, Nirvana or The Pixies. But, yeah, like, yeah. I don't think we're, we're scared to, like, talk about other things that we're into as well. Yeah, yeah. So. It is, like, it's weird because in interviews you go, like, they're, they're, they're the first things to go to, and um, that's not discounted. Like, I fucking love Nirvana. Yeah, yeah. I fucking love the Pixies. Like, I have a Nirvana tattoo and I have a yeah. Pixies tattoo. But it's like, that's, that's not everything. No, if no, you no, only like that, then it's a waste of fucking time. So what, what about yourself then, Michael? What, what do you feel that maybe people, because you say that's the easy option, so what would you say else influences you in, uh, in terms of lyrical content or ran, total random stuff like I love PJ Harvey PJ Harvey is nice. up there with Mate, one of my she, I love yeah. PJ yeah. favourite yeah. artist of all time uh, Ghost Poet is killer I love Ruben totally yeah. different like I can't wait to see Jamie yeah, Lemon yeah, later yeah. on the Jamie Lemon is sat over there yeah, like, yeah, yeah. have you oh, he's, he's the what? nicest I did a podcast with him a couple of months back when yeah, he yeah. did his Devolver tour Nicest place. We listen to Race Cars, Race Car Backwards. Yeah, basically, yeah. on from that journey to Newcastle to London, that got rinsed. Yeah. <laughs> rinsed. Actually, do you know what? Like, yeah, yeah, yes. Oh, I love the yeah, yes, man. Bang. Brian Chase is one of my favourite players. Like, yeah, yeah, fever to tell. <laughs> <laughs> that is bomb. Killer band. Really, really fucking good. good. In terms of what you guys are, are doing now, obviously, I, I don't, I know we've talked about it, but obviously people do make that Nirvana link. But funnily enough, I listen to Hall right now more than I listen to Nirvana. There you go. Do you? Yeah. I've, that, that could be. Live through this <laughs> is a fucking killer okay, so album. Just to, I guess, to sort of put the Nirvana thing to bed. Like I, I said this earlier, but everyone that's ever wanted to start a band or play an instrument in a heavyish band, obviously likes Nirvana. It's the first fucking thing that you learn on guitar. The first thing I learned on drums was in Bloom by Nirvana. That everybody did that. Do you know it's what I mean? Good song. Good yeah. songs. Like, it doesn't matter what the fuck's going on. It's like. Good, good what I was gonna say is like in terms of sort of grunge as a as a whole, like there seems to be obviously yourselves included within that, like a, a kind of like, I guess a renaissance in a way, but yes. there's like a new wave. So for sure. What do you do you feel is just kind of maybe the people that grew up with those earlier bands? Are, like, are kind of I would say like culturally at the moment, the '90s is pretty fucking like. <laughs> pretty on point like everyone's wearing 90s style clothes yeah, yeah, yeah. you know like sort of washed baggy jeans like how people were dressed in the 90s and like and people are wearing like kappa jackets again yeah. do you know what I mean like a couple of years ago you'd like wouldn't even I think um, before I came into the chat with you guys and I rate that I like that that kind of style yeah, yeah. for sure there you go yeah. <laughs> and but in terms of what you where you guys are at the moment obviously new music coming and sort of tour coming up so how have you guys sort of found 2018 in general like it seems to be like there's there is a swirl around you do you kind of feel that from the inside looking out or not it's been weird man there's like 
It's a lot. Of, yeah, it's stress. There's a lot of downtime. We're writing a lot, and uh, like the the fucking business side is going yeah. good. Like, which is great. It's it's nice to be like it's a, such a pleasure to be able to be here. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, but sometimes it's it's just odd. It's just <laughs> odd. Like, I think like we've we've got we when we came here as a band, we all we ever did was just play as much as possible. Yeah. And it's been in this really short space of time where it's gone from playing as much as possible and doing everything to then it's flipped to okay. the point where it's more like uh, strategically done. Right. Uh, it's been a really like I said, it's just been like super like almost like you clicking your fingers and it's, yeah, it's yeah. like that. And it's been really hard to like like what Michael said which is downtime yeah, we have yeah. no idea how to manage downtime yet because we were because <laughs> we were hammering it so hard yeah, in, yeah. In from the start so that's the biggest struggle you don't imagine getting in a band and sitting around waiting for something to come in yeah, yeah, you imagine yeah. going to your local fucking bar and yeah. playing, playing and playing with your friends and just having a good time so when it's not that it's, it's yeah it's a bit weird so obviously from my perspective as someone that's on the outside, obviously, sees your name, sees Sick Joy tour, Sick Joy EP. So, what from the, from the other side of that is it kind of literally waiting to announce that tour, waiting to announce that yeah. Yeah. yeah, everything, everything is done. Every band ever right now, they they're already like two steps ahead of what you can see. Which not in like a oh yeah we're fucking way ahead man. It's just like. You've got to you got to fucking play the fucking game, which yeah, sucks yeah. a bit. But we still get you still get to play well, in a like, room together, and that's the yeah, main thing. Yeah. And yeah, you, you want to just like as a band, you want to play as much as you can because you yeah. love playing and you want to play all the time. So if you do that, you're just gonna write tunes and you're you're gonna want to play live. But yeah, like, yeah. it doesn't necessarily like transpire that. You get a new song, it's like oh fuck, let's yeah. let's go show people. Yeah, I want to go and do that gotta, now. But you got to demo it, you got to record yeah, it, you yeah. got to release it. It's like fucking hell, man. And in terms of new music, obviously with the EP coming out. What's the kind of reaction been? Have you found that you're picking up new people along the way? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's been like, again, because we're still relatively new to this whole sort of thing, it's really weird. Even like today, you're seeing people in the crowd singing back the songs. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, it's like you're used to it just being your mates. Yeah, yeah. Um, so and it's like complete trainers. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's super weird. Spotify, can I just put out, is a great, it's, it's a great platform for, for people to find new stuff. I, I find all my new music from yeah, Spotify yeah. and from recommendations and playlists. Like, if you listen to a bunch of bands, it, it's fucking, not, everyone knows this. I feel ridiculous saying it, but like, I found, like Danny said, I found so many bands that are like tiny, and, but they're fucking amazing. It's, it's great. It's so good. Um, I'm going to start wrapping up now because I know my time's a bit varied but how I like to, to end the show is to ask each of you what your favourite Sick Boy song is but with a bit of a twist so what is your favourite Sick Joy song that you'd like to play live and why so Danny I'm oh you have to ask me first <laughs> didn't you? Uh, for me it's probably probably Stumbler yes. which is one of the newer newer records any particular reason yeah it's just for me it's just very like Groovy and tight. Yeah. Love, love the fact that we've got some dynamics between like a, like a groovier verse and a bit more of a heavier chorus. Uh, Michael and I, we both do like a in the second, a second verse we do like a, a harmony vocal. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just fun, man. It's yeah. it's nice. It's a little bit more dynamic, I think personally. 
yeah, I would say that's my vote. Uh, disclaimer, I wasn't involved in this EP. However, <laughs> however, Stumbler, I find that the most comfortable because that's kind of where my, my groove's at. Right. Pretty much. There you go. Simple. And finally, Michael? Uh, New one, Dissolve Me, it's coming out later on. This isn't like some weird PR thing. I just, I fucking really like playing it. Probably because it's the newest thing and it's brand new. It's like, it's like an excited dog. A dog with two dicks. <laughs> no, I think dog with two dicks is the best way to finish it. Well, thank you very much. Thanks, man. So there we have it folks, a massive thank you again to Michael, Danny and Martin for taking the time to have a chat with me at 2000 Trees. Uh, the band recently announced that they are going to be heading out on a headline tour of the UK in October, uh, so all the dates for, for those shows will be in the description of this show, um, and as well as all the links to their various social media platforms. Um, one last thing before I go, my band The Divorcee are playing Swarmfest here in Portsmouth uh, this coming Saturday. Um, I will again put the link in the description of the show. Uh, but if anyone is so inclined to come see me, get a sweaty and shout in people's faces. It would be great to, to see some familiar faces and some new faces as well. Um, it's a rad lineup. I think it's £10 a ticket or something like that. It's pretty, pretty cheap. So, yeah, come down to, to Swarmfest next Saturday at the Wedge of Dreams. Um, next week's episode is our final episode from 2003. So you'll be glad to be hear me stop talking about 2000 trees that was a weird sentence to say but then i'll be off to our tangent so uh festival season is by no means finished for me just yet uh hoping to line up some interviews at our tangent as well um after our tangent i'll be at upsurge festival in london i'm not sure how i'm going to do with interviews there but i'm going to try and set up one or two at least and then we'll be back to normality with the show going back to the one-to-one -one basis and, and going from there um but yeah that's it for this week thanks again for listening to the justin insight podcast and i'll see you soon